Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Julie Winkle Giulioni about the risks and challenges with defining careers exclusively by promotions and positions. Winkle Giulioni, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you, John. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Yes, me too. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm excited today uh, to really explore uh, career development with you. And specifically, we're going to be talking about the risks and challenges with defining our careers exclusively by promotions and positions. And that really traditionally is exactly how people tend to do it. Uh, It's much the way I've thought about my own career, all the different roles I've had, all the different positions I've had, uh, what promotions did I get or did I not get? And I think that's pretty normal, right? And, you know, there's norms there for a reason. And I suppose there's some pros to that, but it's, it can also be a challenge and it can be a risk and it can be a detriment potentially. And so we're going to unpack that, talk about um, really what we need to be thinking about in terms of how we frame our own careers and our own career development. And as leaders, what can we do in supporting our people to do the same, to, to go about it in a really healthy way? As we get started, I wanted to share Julie's bio with everybody. Julie is a champion for workplace growth and development and helps executives and leaders optimize talent and potential within their organizations. One of Inc. Magazine's top 100 speakers, she is the author of Promotions Are So Yesterday, Redefine Career Development help employees thrive, and the co-author of the international bestseller, help them grow or watch them go, career conversations organizations need and employees want, translated into seven languages. Julie is a regular columnist for Training Industry Magazine and Smart Brief and contributes articles on leadership, career development, and workplace trends to numerous publications, including The Economist. What a tremendous background. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of of your personal context before we dive on in further. No, I think that covers the waterfront. I live in Southern California and we have a a beautiful sunny day out today. Wonderful. And I should have asked you this in the pre-interview, but what part of uh, California? We're just outside of Los Angeles in a little community called South Pasadena. Oh, wonderful. My wife is from St. Clemente. So uh, we, we love the area and we, we go back often to visit family. Good, good. Wonderful. Well, as we get started, um, tell us a little bit more about how and why you really got into this career growth, career development kind of a space as an area of of emphasis and focus for your work. And then we can dive more into your book, uh, Promotions Are So Yesterday, which I I love the title, by the way, and, and start to unpack like why it's a risk and challenge when we're defining ourselves that way. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So I've been in learning and development from my very first job. I taught modeling and charm to children um, back when I was 16 years old. And my audiences just kind of grew right along with me. I taught high school and at the university level and uh, then got back into industry in learning and development roles. And I quickly found that my real passion was around leadership development and ultimately worked for a commercial training company and consulted around leadership development and was the director of product development. So I was responsible for teams that built leadership uh, training programs, commercial products uh, that were sold around the world. And so leadership development has just been at the core of what I do for, for longer than I want to admit. Um, and about 20 years ago, when I went out on my own, focus of my own firm was developing learning systems, learning um, programs for, uh, for managers and leaders. And so career development was always a part of that. It was, you know, one component, one piece of that puzzle. Um, but then around 10 years ago or so, I was working on a project with Beverly Kay, who is just, you know, everyone knows Beverly in the career development space. Uh, and we were both observing, you know, careers and career development is so important. You know, it drives so many business outcomes. Um, there's a business case for it. There's a human case for it. People crave this like nobody's business. And yet it's consistently a source of dissatisfaction. You know, it's always there at the bottom of the climate and the engagement surveys. And so we decided to, you know, sit down and kind of get to the bottom of it, did a little bit of research, quickly found that one of the, the key issues with managers just didn't feel like they had time for it. And so we wrote, help them grow or watch them go as the answer to that, which was how can you transform career development from a task and an event into a relationship and a conversation? And so we, you know, uh, we had a chance to really delve deeply into that. And so over these last 10 years, I've uh, built upon that, talked, I mean, spoken, trained uh, about that considerably to just delve more and more deeply into this issue of career development. And while conversation is key and a relationship is, or development is actually that relationship, what I've also found, you know, in talking with managers who say, yeah, it's great. I'm having great conversations, but then where do I go with it? You know, how do I move that forward into action? And that was really sort of the impetus for this, this second book, Promotions or So Yesterday. Well, thank you for that additional background. That's wonderful. You know, I agree. I, I, I got into this space. I've been teaching and training for, you know, for decades, long before I was ever, you know, a professor or, you know, more formally in, in the consulting kind of world. And, and I just found a real love for it. And, and leadership development and career development is a key component of that. Like you just have to, if you want to develop people and help them truly grow into themselves and their full potential, then part of that is is helping them recognize their leadership capacities and capabilities and, and develop those over time. And one of the reasons I really, your, your, your recent book caught my attention is because I've always been a firm believer that we can all be leaders, that we all should be leaders, and we should all develop ourselves into leaders, regardless of what a particular job title may say we do, uh, regardless of where we're at in our careers, we all can and should be doing that. And so I think that that feeds well into this conversation about 
you know, why are promotions so yesterday? So tell us a little bit more about that book. Tell us more about why you take that approach. Well, the the bottom line is, and, and I love what you're saying about everyone a leader. The capacity for leadership is within each of us. It really has nothing to do with our title or the, the position. It's how we carry ourselves. And central to being a leader is helping those around us grow. And so when it comes to promotions being so yesterday, the, the challenge that we've got is careers have changed. You know, the, the business landscape, the employment landscape has changed dramatically. You know, we've got hierarchies that used to be pyramids that sometimes now feel like pinheads. We've got delayering of that mid-level manager. So there are fewer opportunities there to, to move among. Um, bands are broadening. And so even some of those incremental steps that we had from a 4A to a 4B, some of that's gone away. So the, the, the business landscape gives the impression that there's not a lot of opportunity for growth if we're going to define it as promotions. We've also got an employment landscape that's changing. The average tenure uh, within an organization for an individual is four years. We're going to have 12 jobs over the course of our careers now. Um, what do careers even mean when we're talking about numbers like that? And, and then with the inner landscape is changing. People want their jobs to do more and different jobs for them. Um, and particularly over the last couple of years, the great resignation, I really believe in many cases is a result of the great reevaluation we've all engaged in as we've had a chance to step back and look at our personal big picture and figure out, you know, really what are the priorities and, and enjoy a different cadence, a different way of, of living and working. And so what I'm finding is that we're, we've conflated for a really long time career development and promotions. You know, we've measured our success and our progress against this artificial yardstick of a box on an org chart. And there aren't enough of those, of course. You know, if that's the only way you're going to grow, there aren't enough of those for everyone to grow. And not everybody wants to grow that way. And so, so what I um, have been doing over these last 10 years is I've delved really deeply into the career development dimension of leadership development as a whole is talk to people about what does career mean to you? And it's been a fascinating experience because everyone starts with the, you know, it pays the bills, it, it lets me take care of myself and my family. But beyond that, there's a lot more that that we're looking for from our careers. And so that, that kind of field research created a, a base model for me of seven alternatives to climbing the corporate ladder, you know, seven other ways people are interested in growing um, that are, are more satisfying and maybe equally importantly, they're more available to us than those promotions and positions. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And it's an interesting thing because I you look at millennial and Gen Z individuals entering the workforce and what do they want? They want opportunities to grow and develop. They want to be coached, they want to be mentored. Um and sometimes you get, you know, I don't want to be overly generic in in 
labeling an entire generation, but sometimes you have older workers who lament you know, the, this younger workforce and we're like kind of bemoan the fact that all these people, they just, they, they're so entitled and they want uh, to, to progress so quickly. And why can't they just, you know, go up the rungs like everyone else did in my generation? Why can't they just pay their dues? dues Like I did. Exactly. It was, it sucked for me. Why can't it suck for them too? And, and I think that's largely why they, you know, they, feel like the the younger generation of workers seems entitled. Um, In my mind, though, it's not entitlement. I I suppose there are some entitled um, younger people. There's entitled people everywhere. But um, I don't think it's entitlement. I think it's it's a, a recognition of what they value and what's important to them and what they want their work life to look like. And they're not willing to put up with going up the rungs of a ladder over you know, a 20 year period of a career, they're not, they're not um, willing to spend years doing terrible jobs, just for the possibility of someday moving into a less terrible job, they want to be coached and mentored, and they want to have opportunities to learn and develop. Um, now, like right now, they they're coming out of you know, whatever education they've chosen, uh, whatever skills training they've chosen, they want to be able to put it to work, they want to do meaningful work, and they want to, to be able to continue to grow. And I really don't think it's as much about promotions or positions for them. It's about the development and the, the, the ability to receive the timely feedback in the ongoing conversations and coaching. That's really what they're, what they're thirsty for, and what they're hungry for. And and I think as soon as we can acknowledge that, then we're gonna, going to have a better environment where we can, we can attract and retain these people. Now, is that exclusive to younger workers? No. I mean, there's, there's um, people from all generations that have that same desire. Um, but I think particularly if we're going to you know, uh, generalize, I think younger workers tend to fall into that kind of an approach to what they desire. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. about that, they are giving the rest of us permission to bring voice to those same feelings. 
because I don't think that sensation is unique to the younger entrance to the workplace. We all want to grow and learn and expand our capacity and contribute at different levels and, and whatnot. And the fact that some of the, the younger entrants to the workforce can bring voice to that, can articulate it, gives everybody permission. Um, so I think it, 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 that's going to work out to be a, a really good thing. I read a stat, I can't remember the, the source, but it said employees who don't perceive opportunities for growth are 7.9 times more eager to leave their current employer, even if they like their job. I mean, that's huge. People really do want to learn and grow. And so the opportunity here is to trade that classic narrow definition of growth being movement into another position somewhere, to translate that into something broader. Um, because for all these years, that's been sort of the only thing on the menu. And so that's, everybody's going to order that. Um, so how can we expand the menu, give more options um, that allow people to, to grow in ways that, that have meaning for them? And that's why we developed the multidimensional career framework as a way to um, bring language to that and let managers and employees have overt conversations about the range of ways people can grow. Yeah, awesome. And can you tell us go into more detail on that um, that development framework that you're you're just referring to? Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it's an eight part framework. Um, again, based upon the the field research, sorted it into these broad categories, and then did some validation testing to because we knew the categories were you know on target because they came actually from from real people, but. My, my suspicion was when we put them out there and asked people, okay, rank these things, you know, where was climbing the corporate ladder really going to fall when, when it came right down to it? Anyway, so we did the, the research and the, the results were, were nothing short of, of mind-blowing, to be honest with you. Um, in aggregate across, you know, ages, genders, levels in an organization, location, what we found was that contribution was the thing that they were most interested in. When we asked people to rank, how would you like to be growing right now? It was through contribution, being able to step up, do more, be of service, you know, take initiative like that. Second was competence. That was the second most important of the, um, the dimensions. And it, it makes sense. I think we're all really sensitized to the fact that the world's changing fast. And if we're not changing and keeping up, you know, like standing still is moving forward today. Um, but then again, in aggregate across all um, ages, at the bottom of the list, eight out of eight was climbing the corporate ladder. Now, in between there, we also had um, connection, you know, being able to grow through uh, the networking, the building of community, contacts, relationships. Uh, we have challenge, the stepping up, stepping into the discomfort zone, stretching beyond what's known. We've got confidence. Uh, a lot of folks, you know, really want to take that sense of, I got this at work 
and that mastery to the next level. Contentment, um, which, you know, we're going to hear from you at the end of the show. And I love your sign off around wishing folks meaning and purpose at, at work. You know, it's that sense of meaning and purpose, but also the sense of ease and balance and joy that we have with work. Um, there's the dimension of choice, um, more volition and autonomy and flexibility and ability to make decisions and that sort of thing. Um, but again, contribution and competence were at the top. Climb was at the bottom. When people, when we expand the menu, when we put more, more options out there and people have the language to look at and think about and talk about it, these other dimensions are even more interesting to people than climbing the corporate ladder. And the beauty of, of having this kind of a framework is that these other seven dimensions are completely within an employee's and a manager's control. The promotion, that's somebody else's domain. You've got very little control over that. But these other uh, seven dimensions, they're yours to play with and make choices about and find ways to, um, to create growth experiences for folks. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And I think it's important for anyone listening. You're thinking about your own career, your own development. Um, it's nice when you have an organization that prioritizes this, when you have leaders that prioritize it, but I can't always count on that. So I have to take ownership over my own development. I have to seek out growth and development opportunities, and I have to look for new ways to stretch myself and develop the competencies and capabilities. And, and I can't necessarily wait around for my leader to do that or for the organization to provide that. I certainly can vote with my feet and I can go to a different organization, but I'm a big believer in trying to, you know, make the most of every opportunity you find yourself in currently. And so just be proactive about owning your own responsibility for your career development. And for leaders listening, same thing applies. Like just because your organization may not have any robust, you know, career development kind of programming doesn't mean you can't be heavily involved in that for your people. And it, it's not rocket science. It's like having regular check-ins and one-on-one and one -on -one conversations and, and providing meaningful feedback and being mindful of your people's uh, salient motivators and desires for growth and development and, and target their work, you know, design their work in such a way where they can start to grow into those things. Um, it, it's, it takes some thoughtfulness and and uh, being proactive, but but anyone can do it. It doesn't require a huge budget. It doesn't require some grand organizational program. You can do it. You can do it right now. And so, do that work now, and and you're you you will become uh, the leader of a team that's dynamic, energized, where everyone wants to work because they see how you're developing your people. Yeah. Uh, it's got I, I, I mic drop moment, nothing more to say on that one. You're so <laughs> right. You know, a lot of leaders, and, and it's easy to do, you know, organizations have worked hard at creating systems and processes and programs around career development. And it's easy to be seduced into thinking, okay, well, that's where I'm going to send my people. You know, I can outsource that dimension of my leadership role. Um, and yet, Development, as we said at the beginning, is central to being a leader. And leaders who get good at this, they don't just end up with highly energized, motivated, effective teams. They're also getting more work done. Because the truth is, if you've got folks who want to step up and 
grow through challenge or through greater contribution or and almost any of these dimensions, there's probably real work that needs to get done that can be the vehicle through which that growth can happen. And so it becomes a beautiful twofer for a manager who can take those priorities and goals um, that employees might have around their development and find that perfect match for the work. I mean, who's going to say no to that? So you're getting the growth from your folks and all of the, the human benefits associated with that, but you're also getting the business benefits. Yeah. And, and that's what we want. That's what makes a great leader and great leaders develop their people. Great leaders develop their bench strength, their bench strength, great leaders prepare uh, you know, their, their own replacement over time. Right. And, and like you alluded to many times over this conversation, the reality is in the modern organization, there's just not enough opportunities in the hierarchy for people to move up into that next box. Right. And so if that's our focus, you're going to have a lot of really disappointed people, uh, a lot of frustrated people. And what are they going to do when they're disappointed and frustrated, no matter how good the work is that they're doing and how, engaged they are with it, they're going to look for opportunities other places. And that's one of the reasons why people leave and jump around to other places. But if you can create an environment where they feel meaning and purpose and fulfillment in the work that they're doing, and they, they can see their own ongoing development and growth within that context, in that they don't need the title, they don't need that next, you know, promotion in order to, 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 be doing something meaningful with their career, then people will stay. People will, will be dying to be in that kind of environment. Um, people want to be in that kind of environment. And, and frankly, the way we've talked about careers for so long has short-circuited our ability to do that. And it's one of the reasons why I think we're in the middle of the great resignation, why we're in the middle of the, this war for talent is, is people are reassessing and they're, and they're realizing whatever they're getting at their current organization just isn't working for them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the the truth is there still will be people who want to climb the corporate ladder. There still will be different times in our careers where that's the appropriate next step. Um, And the lack of control is where things get um, uncomfortable for folks. So the, the beauty of the other dimensions is you can acknowledge that. Okay, I get that's where you want to be. And you don't have to sit on your hands and just wait for that opening. Where are there other opportunities? Which of these other dimensions could help you fill a gap or prepare in advance or just stay really um, joyful about your work? you know, bringing that sense of of meaning and satisfaction. So allows even in those cases when the climb is on the horizon or is what the goal is, it gives us um, something active, something proactive to be doing um, to, to prepare for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Julie. It has been a pleasure, Julie. I'm noting the time. I need to let you go here in a minute. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you where they can find your books and and find out more about the work that you're doing and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Thank you for asking. Um, My, my central online repository is juliewinklejulioni.com. And I'm sure you'll put that in the the show notes since it's such a a mouthful and the new book promotions are so yesterday redefine career development, help employees thrive is uh, available for pre-order at all of your favorite booksellers. And 
I guess the final word just is we are at a unique um, point in business and we have a unique opportunity right now to help people redefine their relationship with work, to kind of break the frame, to to reframe what career development is and let it catch up with what careers are today. So I just really invite leaders to begin to think more broadly at the realm of opportunities that are well within their control and start taking control of that with their folks so that um, you've got the, the growth and the satisfaction and the engagement and the results that are going to lead to the, the retention that we really need so, so much in organizations today. Wonderful. Thank you, Julie. It's been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Julie can do for you, check out her books. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership. Ordinary, everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.